Welcome to Tea Talks. I'm one of your hosts, Topher. And I'm one of your other hosts, Jamie. Each week, we're sitting down with a fellow human to discuss the importance of men talking. Some of our guests are going to have gritty, difficult stories to listen to, and some are going to have stories that might seem a little less intense. So brew yourself a nice cup of tea and listen along. Love you all. Love you all. I want to start this episode um, just by acknowledging kind of what we're doing with this episode. So uh, we, you and I discussed this and had some feedback from some other people as well uh, that it might be interesting for you and I, and we, we, I think we both came to this conclusion on our own additionally, uh, but I had the thought that might be interesting for us to reflect on the conversations we're having with people and, and how we're doing as well. Um, as we kind of go through this journey of talking to people about the way they deal with mental health, the way they deal with, um, different emotions and different crazy aspects of their lives. Um, so that's what this is, is a first uh a first update since we launched the podcast and since we published it um yeah. and uh yeah just a, an opportunity for you and i to, to connect on on what we're doing on both of our journeys um so yeah thanks for jumping on with me today jamie you're welcome are you done jeez you're long-winded well now now it's your turn to say thank you Topher, for jumping on Oh, thank thanks, Topher, for jumping on. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also, uh, you know, when we started this, I think I was three months clean, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. I think that when we started, Chris was the first person we interviewed. You were pretty fresh out of rehab. Oh, right. So I was five weeks in there. We, yeah. So maybe it was like, wow. Well, anyway, I am, oh, I just, uh, last night, maybe it was the night before, got my, uh, six month chip. Wow. That's awesome, man. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. It feels Very good. Proud of you. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's like the longest I've gone without drink or drug in, you know, since I was like 15, probably. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not that many people that can say that. Not That's not just like in the attic world, but in the regular world, too. Like, you No, know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was talking about that last night with someone. <laughs> yeah. And, I... Uh, I think the longest that I've gone without alcohol is probably two months. Yeah. And then that's, yeah. yeah. So if it's not, you know, if it's not controlling your life, then there's obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure to do it. And, you know, for the, for people that can keep them in check. But for me, it's like, you yeah, know, booze, booze isn't even my thing, but it's just why, why would I weaken my resolve by, entertaining it so yeah i think that's the a wise thing to do i think it's also part of like your it's part of the the programs that you're doing right like you can't oh it's, you can't i mean give, yeah yeah i mean na is like na is just uh you know there's no one checking you at the door so it's it's right but it is a program you're right based on complete abstinence yeah yeah that's impressive yeah. man how do you feel like being wow. six months like yeah. So it's weird. It's like, um, I feel dissatisfied. Like I, I don't feel, I, I don't know. I guess I'm learning a lot and it's, it's, it's been difficult. It's been, it's been eye opening. Like I think the, like I'm, I started step one with my sponsor. So, uh, I admitted that I was powerless over my addiction and that my life had become unmanageable. And like, so this step is all about like surrender, right? Surrender, give up the fight against the addiction, give that fight over to a higher power, right? Who's good. Who's got it. They've got it. And just like, 
it's easy to say, and I thought I would have a much easier time with the surrender part of it, but you kind of have to live it every minute of the day, I think. And, and as an addict, um, one who's like freshly off of drugs, I guess I still feel very much like an addict. It's very strange. Like there's lots of terms. There's lots of like a term is, um, you know, crazier sober than I was using. And it's like, I still have all of that mental, whatever angst that I was fogging while I was using, but now I'm trying to sift through it all and like make sense of my existence and like find some inner calm and like some tranquility and, and try and be vulnerable and, 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 uh, with, without any of the numbing agents that I've been used to. So, and, and like any addict or, you know, most people, I guess they want, you know, if they want something, they want it like right now. So I'm like, it's just a waiting game, I guess. It's just patience. It's like, and, and what, what, addicts who I run into keep telling me is I'm right where I need to be. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm no farther ahead. I'm no farther behind than I need to be or should be. I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And that's just having like faith, you know, I'm doing everything I can. And if I'm doing the, the legwork, which is like journaling every day and doing the mindfulness and, you know, being vulnerable to the people who I choose to be, um, then what I'm looking for will eventually come, I guess. You know, it's right, it, yeah. Do you feel like content inside? Like do you do you feel fulfilled? Like Brene Brown, I just finished her book. Like she talks about wholehearted living. Like do you feel like you're living wholehearted. Do I do I feel content? Do I feel like I'm living wholeheartedly? I don't. I don't know. Um, I think raising two kids. Um, I think is fulfilling. It's also like hella stressful. Um, but I do find that fulfilling. Um, I think I have a lot of things going on in my life. And I tend, I was thinking about this today, actually <clears throat> I was at the gym earlier and, uh, and I like, I just, I planned my day with like very little breaks in it. And I tend to be happier when I'm like, go, go, go. I don't do particularly well with idle time. Um, that's when I tend to like get anxious and like over, I guess I worry about all the things that I haven't done or I'm not doing. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, the last, the last year has been so strange, like with like looking after my brother-in-law and like kind of putting our life on hold a bit that I think Like any normalcy now feels fulfilling. Um, getting the kids back in the routine feels fulfilling. Um, but now we're talking about kind of pulling them out of school and doing some crazy adventures. So I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm I'm best when I'm moving. I don't do well when I'm static. And uh, and I'm I'm moving a lot at the moment. Like I'm back and forth to Rhode Island a lot. I'm, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I. I, I look at people who who have like a, a routine and like a regular like rhythm and grind and part of me is like, oh, that looks that looks like really stress free, but it also the other side of it that looks um terrifying to me because I think I would lose my mind um if I wasn't if I didn't always have something booked, you know. Like uh <clears throat> Ari and I talked about this a few years ago. We were like something that will always make us like happy is knowing like when our next trip is going to be and that might just be like a road trip to ottawa or whatever like what, nothing doesn't have to be big or fancy but something like mm-hmm. that that we're always we're always looking forward to like the next thing but then we go back and forth and we're like oh my god we have no time to like 
do the laundry and clean the house and like do all and like you know do all the stuff that's here um so i think it's a trade-off i don't know it's, it's a good question i don't i don't i i don't know the answer to it um is that that something you're struggling with yeah i guess i'm just trying to be as self-aware as i can so like wholehearted living to me and i think i'm gonna butcher what Brene said but it's like it's just having the the capacity to to be authentic and vulnerable and reflective no matter what life throws at you right like i'm not i'm in this combination of like getting all of these different um inputs on how to live life i i read so many i've been reading so many different books about it Mm-hmm. and like you're almost you're almost getting like mentor whiplash which is like a thing in the in like the startup industry where you have too many people giving you advice that it ends up just like just fucking with your head and you're like i i don't know what to do right it's like you're you're getting yeah. that from reading it no I, I i don't think so because i think i'm okay. finding a cohesion with within it all that is okay. working for me it's like i'm pulling i'm able to pull from everywhere and i'm like i'm creating my own kind of like picture of what wholeheartedly but like what what i hear from you about like like you don't like the quietness right like if you have free if you have two free hours in the day or something that like you'll book that up depends where i am right from my home yeah if i if i'm at home and i feel like i've got like I feel like I have a lot of things to do. Mm. So if I don't have it and I don't, it's not that I like schedule everything. So I don't do that. I just I plan my day with, you know, a few blocks. Um, yeah. I just but, like but if I'm a, sitting yeah, but, in silence. Is that super un- like su- super uncomfortable for you? Like, no, I love not- it. You do, yeah. But I do it while I'm driving, usually. Right. Yeah, you do a fair bit of driving, so that makes sense. Because, like, but I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't do it at home. But like, you wouldn't. Do you see the value in like? Yes, obviously, everyone's got a huge list of things to do, but like sectioning off a piece of the day to like just do nothing, even if it's half an like take a half an hour, twenty minute, fifteen minute. Like, I, I absolutely see the value in it. I, I, through the pandemic, I was doing like 15 to 30 minute meditations. Not, I, I, it was a period about 45 days where I did every day. Um, and I loved it. Excuse me. I loved it. But then I stopped and just didn't go back to it. Um, I read a bunch about it and, and I'm fascinated by it. I just, there's a block there for me. I just don't know what it is. And I know that would also help my anxiety. <laughs> so I just, I, I just can't, I, I can't seem to prioritize it at the moment. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why. As a friend that that sounds insane. Like, listen to what you just said. Mm. I know. Like the simple thing that could help with like your stress and anxiety. And it takes 15 minutes a takes 15 minutes of your time and you can't prioritize that like you know what it is i i do i do well with challenges i don't do well i don't do well when it's just like me against myself i do well when it's like me against like a peer group or me with a peer group so the reason i was doing it during the pandemic was it was a deepak chopra yeah yeah um, we've talked about it i've shared that with you before it was a an abundance meditation that was shared with us. And, uh, and I latched onto it. It was a group of people that were doing it. And I felt, um, what's the word I felt, uh, no, you were motivated and like, uh, yeah, I felt like I had, uh, there was, um, an obligation to do it every day. And, right. um, and I did, but then that ended. And, right. uh, so now when it's just for me, I, yeah, it's, weird like very I, weird 
but you know what? It's, 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 it's a really good point. Like I, I should just start doing it. Like maybe that's something I can commit to you to do is, um, there's at least 15 minutes of meditation every day. Yeah. And like, there is a way, there is a way that like, I think we can both like access this app and like, I'll know if you have, and you'll know if I have kind of thing. I've got like a 20 day streak going or something since I got the app where I've done it every day, like at least 20 minutes every day or something. Um, okay. I, you know, I just, as a friend, like you should be doing, you know, you should be doing that. We, we talk about the importance of like sharing and then also like the importance of having like, you know, sound, yeah. Mind, body, and soul. Like you would, you do way more exercise than I do. Um, and that's something that like I, I need to be working on. Um, I don't eat terribly, but I eat infrequently. <laughs> like, <I'll, laughs> um, but yeah, like mind, body, and soul. That's the definition of health. And like, you know, looking after your body. I think you do a pretty good job of that. Like, you're pretty active guy. Um but like mind and, and soul, like, what do you do for that? I know you like, uh, like you said, exercise. Kids. Yeah. That, yeah, that, the, that, that's been my, uh, like playing squash or running have been the things that have helped me with my, um, with my anxiety, but meditation is also incredibly helpful. So no, you're, you're absolutely right. I think having um, having a peer group is one thing. Being able to talk to people about kind of what you're going through, but then also having friends and people around you that hold you accountable. I mean, that's how you grow. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for calling me out on that. Yeah, Fuck man. you, but thank you for calling me out on that. Well, it's easy you to need, see your but, <laughs> It's easy to see what? Your flaws. Hmm. Yeah, especially with the camera on. <laughs> um, you need to uh, you need to exercise more. I know, I know. I just and I got to talk to my psychiatrist because I feel like I feel exhausted all the time, and I know I I know that like the motivation to exercise often comes after you exercise, right? Like I know theoretically and like i know that like you have to do it first and then you get the energy to kind of continue it so i'm in the same place where like i just haven't strapped on my running shoes and just like gone for that first run um yeah you um at one point you were a an amateur but shockingly successful amateur triathlete um for a very brief period of your time of your life um but um i often think about that and you you and i have talked about this in the past where um we obviously live in two different cities but it'd be fun to challenge each other to do um to do a triathlon together at some point Um, yeah i need to learn how to swim better yeah um which i i i was gonna do on two years ago another friend of mine was was doing one in montreal and uh and we were going to and i was doing a ton of cycling a ton of running um but i bailed because i didn't do the swimming part i didn't get lessons um i could swim but i, I just can't swim properly um yeah and like where I'm, I'm the exact opposite i get out of the i get out of the water first and then slowly lose places until i'm like dead <laughs> last at the end of it yeah that's not true though you did a triathlon you did very well um but uh but the the reason i was bringing that up is not just to inflate your tires um you should uh you should seriously consider cycling um because it's it's one of those things low impact and you don't have to start aggressive and it's also just a lovely way to get outside and you're in a beautiful area of the world lots of great um lots of great things and although you and i used to do a lot of mountain biking and that's a ton of fun yeah um road biking is is 
is a great exercise. Yeah, I, like if I could find a, a like a half decent road bike, and I'm making excuses. Like I'm sure I could call the one guy in particular who helped me with the triathlon. He probably has a half a dozen bikes that aren't up to his standards currently, but would be fine for me to just get out and uh, put some miles on. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. And I actually have your trainer here, the train the the indoor trainer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Cause I've been telling myself that I need to get a treadmill. Cause like when I was in rehab, they always have a treadmill and like, I would wake up early and hit the treadmill and like do a small workout. And it felt, it was such a great way to start the day, but there's no reason I couldn't do that with, uh, just with the bike and, and the stabilizer or whatever thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the trainer. Yeah. I'm going to act on that. I'm going to message that guy. Okay. So my commitment to you is I will start meditating. <laughs> and yours is you got to secure a bike by the next time we do an update. Yeah. Yeah, man. And like meditation is such a weird thing, you know, like some days it goes horribly. Some days it's easy. Some days you're like, it's just not working. Some days it's like, yeah, some days it's just perfect, and like, uh, yeah. I was, I was meant to ask you. Uh, we started talking about meditation before we started this uh, this episode. Um, have you ever tried TM, like transcendental meditation? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I like. I, so I work that into what I do now. Oh, that's cool. Because uh, uh, yeah, Roos Roos was he went and did like a course on it and. Uh, he got really into it and really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I mean, the only, from my understanding is you pay, you pay like a trainer. It's almost like, it sounds like a pyramid scheme where it's like you pay a trainer and they give you a mantra and all right, TM, yeah. all TM is, is repeating a mantra. Right. So yeah. I just looked online. Actually, I looked online and had one, but I didn't really like it. It was, it was, uh, saying she, she ring, like shy ring or shring. Right. Anyway, so, but it wasn't really doing it for me. And then, um, I was just doing a guided one recently and, and, uh, it was the, you're not supposed to tell anyone your mantra. I know, but see, like, I think that that's so, you know what is it it's it's like uh elitism or something it's or it's like right right you know sure if it's, <laughs> yeah it's like i know i hear what you're saying totally it keeps people in the dark for no reason and it's super it's such a helpful thing like if it's a personal thing to you then like just give somebody a different one right yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah like give, I, I, give, I, I, yeah there's no need reason yeah. for it to be so secretive. So like the one that I use now is um so hum. Right. And like it just helps you focus on something other than your breathing because everything everything else is like based on your breathing pretty much. Um and visualization, but yeah, I find so hum <laughs> is uh it just works. It seems to work for me right now. So that's awesome. I'll do that. I'll do that for um, like 20 minutes. That's cool. That's cool. Have you, the other thing that um, a friend of mine, um, hopefully going to be a guest on this podcast too. Um, he was telling me about uh, just his experience with yoga. Um, and is that something you've done or like explored? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like in a perfect world, I would do, I would do yoga like every morning like this for sure at rehab. We do yoga like three times, four times a week. And I was doing it like more than that on my own. And like, I have yoga mats here. Um, but I just multiple find... for skipping between them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for guest yogis. Okay. Sorry. For hosting and, yogis. Yeah. I actually 
like for the first time in, since I got out of rehab, did a yoga session. It was a really beautiful day here. And I did, I did like a, the only one I really remember, which is like a sun salutation, just a few moves. And I, yeah. I did it out on my deck, like into the sun when it was just in the middle of the day. Uh, you can use your imagination. <laughs> your neighbors would be very appreciative of that. Yeah. Yeah. But was it, uh, it was no, good though? It's like, it's something I could get. I wish I could get more into. It's one of those things, right? It's like, you're always working towards that holistic life, but it seems like there's not enough hours in the day, especially when you have kids. And I had the kids from Thursday to Monday. So it's just a fucking, it's a zoo. It's a zoo. And yeah. this week, this weekend in particular, man, like I, I was not pleased with my parenting. Yeah. Which is really, <clears throat> we, we, uh, we all go through that. That's something that often, uh, this, this, just this morning, I was like, I had to like walk out of my daughter's room. because so just like, I just can't. <laughs> can't parent right now yeah like that's what it doesn't make better yeah one of our friends sent me a book um called the whole brain child have you read that no one of our air cleaning friends yeah yeah yeah. that he sent a book to me you told me oh right anyway that book has like lots of advice, left brain, right brain, how to connect with your child. If they're using like their like base instincts or their logic or like, you know, if they're, but like part of it says like, sometimes it just gets too much. Kids are crazy. And you have to like, they literally say like, put your hands behind your back and like walk away backwards. <laughs> or like turn, turn and go before you smack your kid. Um, and like, I didn't get that far, but it's just hard. Like my daughter was raking my truck. <laughs> and I was just, uh, Juliet, you know, the steel rake. And I was like, Juliet, because she wanted to rake because I was raking the leaves. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Here's a rake. I turn around and she's just raking the side of the truck. So I'm like, Juliet, please. So I like got down on her level and was like, no, we don't, we rake the leaves, right? We don't rake that, that, that hurts daddy's truck. And like, it's, it's not nice. That's not what rakes are for. Anyway, that was fine. We went back to raking. I was hang, I was looking after Mac for two seconds. Next thing I hear, <laughs> back to the truck raking the truck were there yeah. leaves on the truck no there was no leaves on the truck <laughs> it was just just sitting there and i don't know maybe you know and like maybe i pay too much attention to her 10 month old brother and she realizes that like misbehaving gets her attention and you know it's like there's no such thing as bad press <laughs> she'll, she'll take, oh, she'll take any yeah she'll take any kind of attention that she can get um so i you know it's just a balancing act and like i have no idea how to do it but i guess nobody does right i don't think so i don't mean there's some people there's people who have youtube channels that claim that they know what they're doing but God knows what it looks like behind the behind the camera when yeah. the cameras are turned off. But uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean kids are just they're constantly changing and learning and testing and like that's the thing is they're just seeing yeah. what works and seeing what doesn't work. Yeah. And that would be my vulnerable that, that that would be like where I'd be I feel I'm being vulnerable is like saying that like I, I worry about how I parent. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I'm I have I have time to make up for and i'm worried about lasting damage from the time where i wasn't cognitively present mm. 
for the for for Juliet in particular. Yeah. And, and then so then when I'm like disciplining her, because you know, that's a part of parenting, right? Like you can't just be their friend all the time. But it just yeah. it just breaks my heart. Because I'm like, I was such a bad dad. Even when I, I guess I wasn't a, you know, I never was neglectful or anything, but just not present. Yeah. Um, I think you're, I think you're being pretty hard on yourself. Um, and I, I think we also tend to like, we tend to feel guilty in those moments, but I saw, I just saw a funny meme yesterday. I'll send it to you. It was like, um, it was like a dad crying because he wasn't happy with like how he was parenting. And and then it's the kid and the kid's like, okay, so like moving on. <laughs> it's like, I know, you know they're, so they're just, they are resilient and they're like, and they're pressing buttons and testing. And, you know, like yeah. this morning with my daughter, like, you know, she was, she was being, she was just incredibly hyper at, after having like some sugar this morning and was like completely out of control, like, off the wall. And then, and then you know, I was talking to her about like a, an art project she has at school. And, uh, and as soon as she was like engaged in that and like had kind of forgotten about like what we were in a fight about, she was like, all right, then grab my hand. She's like, let's go get, get the stuff for the art project. And I was like, in my yeah. head, I'm like, you can't just switch gears like that. Like you need to apologize to me, but she's like <laughs> completely moved on. Like that's yeah in the past. That's like, uh, I, yeah yeah what a great skill to be able to do to just <laughs> yeah. go right back to loving wholeheartedly yeah but i mean like, yeah. kid, the thing, like it, the way the way the kids like the way they deal with like friends in school and like yours aren't in school yet but they're in your yours are daycare so they probably have like micro versions of this but like like people come home and she'll tell me that she's like she like is no longer friends with a certain person or whatever. Or like they told her that they weren't friends anymore and she's really upset about it. And you're like heartbroken for them, even though, you know, like, you know, come tomorrow, this is not going to be the same. And then the next day you're like, are you like, did you and, and X like make up, like are you guys friends again? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, we, yesterday you guys are in a big fight. And it's like, and then they're like, Oh yeah, no, 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 that's, that's all done. Like, oh my gosh. I remember, I remember being crying like, for two hours about this. <laughs> I remember being in like elementary school or no, yeah, the youngest school. Um, and like birthday party invitations were like the biggest currency in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you like, if you were mean to somebody, they would like uninvite you from their birthday party. It could, it could be like, yeah, it could be 11 months away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't mean it, man. I didn't mean it. Like, have, have, some, have some Dunkaroos, but like, put me back on the list, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, and yeah, we were this. We were the same right up to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and I got in a pretty serious marker fight once. Yeah. Yeah, we got both. You still hold both. You still you still hold it. You still hold a grudge on that one, though. Well, it's not. It wasn't really. A, I had a marker and you had a fist, if I'm not mistaken. See, this this is the this is the grudge part. You know, this is the part that you just won't let go of. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Did I have a marker and you had a fist? I had a, I had a marker as well. I had a marker too. But I will admit that I was less strong than you and uh less handsome yeah uh, nah, <laughs> less strong than you and uh and i punched you in the face <laughs> <laughs> that's all because i wanted I was, because i was losing the marker fight <laughs> that's all i wanted but i did you. but i did i did have a marker but okay. uh, but i but I, I definitely punched you in the face so. it's all right i'm pretty sure didn't i break your nose later <laughs> yeah i was telling someone about that story today you slipped you're the good hockey player and you slipped or quote unquote slipped <laughs> slapped, sma slashed me across the face with your hockey stick and broke my nose and oh, now you sick. can't yeah it was i think wasn't it my elbow 
No, I thought, stick. Okay. Oh, oh, maybe it was your elbow. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you elbowed sure. me in the face. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, it was I my thought, elbow. I thought you like you lost balance and went like like threw your arm up with your stick yeah. and the stick hit me across the face. Because I was like, yeah. had my head down, but anyway, yeah. whatever happened, you you hit me across the face and <laughs> and uh, and therefore. Uh, was instituted the rule where you have to wear masks at free skate, <laughs> which should have been there the whole whole time. To be honest, that's a silly rule. Yeah, it's like idiot kids slapping pucks around, flying past people's ears. Yeah, yeah. I was telling someone about that story, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but you're not raising the puck." And I was like, "Yeah, we were." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a game of hockey, just with no pad and no mask. We've had a few good battles over the years. Yeah, yeah, we certainly have. We certainly have. Um, back to the task at hand, um, our podcast. What uh, what do you what do you think about kind of the conversation so far? Yeah, I, I like them. Uh, I think people have been um, courageous, like. And uh, it humbles me every time somebody like comes on and, and divulges, you know, some, it's like cracking open your chest and let, let, letting strangers have a peek inside. Like it's, there is no vulnerability without courage. So um, yeah, no, I, I think I've been super grateful um, to be honest. I can't listen to them because I find it very, I don't know, embarrassing to hear myself. I'm not very confident. I don't know. Like, can you really? listen to them? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've listened, I've, I've listened to all of them um, through like the editing process and everything. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm really impressed with the people that we've had on and how yeah, like you said, how open they've been and, and how crazy is the great word because a lot of the people that we've had on, um, you know, these are not people who have been on podcasts before necessarily, haven't shared these stories publicly or in this kind of a forum and are just willing to open it up and uh not really knowing like who the audience is going to be and how many people are going to listen. And, um, and I think that's intimidating for people. Um, but it hasn't stopped people from sharing, which I think is really impressive. And, um, the other thing that I found really interesting is after every episode that we've recorded the person, I, I kind of, I reach out to the person just to check in and see like how they think it went and how they feel afterwards. Um, and uh and every time the person is like really grateful for the opportunity to share their story um and also said you know this is the weirdest thing is they say like how fun it is to talk about this stuff um which is it's not an emotion i think i would tie to it i would have tied to it before it um i know Mm -hmm. that i really enjoy it and i and I, i really enjoy the conversation and and the and the process but um but yeah, people people have yeah. used the the term like cathartic and um yeah. and, and enjoyable grat- and yeah, gratifying. Yeah. Yeah, even you know an episode that hasn't aired yet that we recorded a couple of weeks ago with with one of my very close friends. Um he was he, I wouldn't say he was skeptical, but he just didn't yeah. know what it would be like at all. Um yeah. And, uh, and afterwards he, you know, he was talking about a lot and he was just saying how, how much he enjoyed it and he, how, how much better it was than he thought it would be. Um, which it would not, and that's, that's not, that's not our interviewing or anything like that. That's just the the process itself. Like just talking about that stuff. Trust me, I take no credit for anything that we do. We just are providing a platform. And if, like you said, it's the power is all in just speaking it. You know, it, it, it has less control over you when you speak it out loud and mm-hmm. to find that you're not alone and there's so much comfort in that. And and once you get to the stage where you can talk about it, like that's a major like milestone 
in in like your recovery of it mm-hmm. um, yeah man i i'd love you know i i just uh yeah i want to keep going and keep getting people keep getting uh keep allowing the platform to uh give people the podium yeah i agree how how are you feeling are you feeling this is having a positive effect on your recovery? I yeah, guess, I, guess I mean, it's, it's a bit, that's a bit of a um, sorry, it's a bit of a leading question. Are you are you finding this is having an effect on your recovery, like positive, neutral, or negative? Right. Yeah. yeah. Objection. Leading the witness. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, I would say that i have like mild anxiety leading up to it especially not especially but different type if i bring if the guest is somebody that i'm bringing that's one like type of anxiety um because i'm just embarrassed about you yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) uh no but it's just like you know, it's it, when you invite somebody, whereas, whereas it's a different type of anxiety when you've invited somebody and, um, and I can just be the token addict. Yeah. And then I have to introduce them to my broken druggy friend, you know? Yeah. Who the, the embarrassment, the embarrassment switches. Cause now it's like, yeah, I, I know I charity. This guy's charity. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's, uh, He's always been my my ticket to heaven, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. No. Um, um. Yeah. Sorry. But no, I, like, so it does. So yeah, back to my point. It does. Like, there is anxiety coming up, but it's a healthy anxiety that, like, I want in my life, and like, I I really believe that there is no growth without like without being uncomfortable right if you're if you stay comfortable like you're not doing jack shit what uh it just reminds me of something that i got fucking ridiculed for back in high school that i'm i am uh unearthing again which is do you remember the what i wrote on my hockey bag you, I don't. you made fun of me you made fun of me a lot for it <laughs> oh i can't wait i wrote to no know. i wrote no pain no gain <laughs> <laughs> on my hockey bag and it comes full circle and you quote it not verbatim but yeah in another yeah. in another world another way anyway i regretted that but oh. i also stood by it you know I stood by it. I never got rid of it. Yeah. Listen, I apologize, Topher. Fine. One of yeah, many instances like, where we sounds like it. where we <laughs> <laughs> I brought it up. I brought it up. Um that's really funny. But yeah, it's uh it's true. Uh just being yeah, like everything and I mean you're you're way more experienced at this than I am that um and but or maybe you just don't get uncomfortable in those situations anymore like you're just so used to them but like being a ceo and like standing in front of people asking for money like that is like like that is so uncomfortable sounding to me um but i also know that like if i had the opportunity to do that that i would have to do it because that's how you grow and like I know I would fail at it, but like, I'm trying really hard to not be afraid of failure. Um, like the whole thing, like failure is such a bad term almost because it's like, it should just be replaced with learning or something or growing, you know, just because you didn't succeed, it doesn't mean you failed. It just means you grew, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all a matter of perspective. And I think, When you, when you look at like a single meeting asking for money, you're just using your example. 
um, you know going into that that your chance of success are so low that you know failure is almost expected but you right. also know that in your calendar you have 40 other versions of that same meeting and one of them should hit right or if there's a hundred like you know a couple should hit um but chances are statistically speaking you're gonna you're gonna quote unquote you're gonna fail most right. of those meetings and each is an opportunity to get better right. um but then but then what's challenging i think is depending on what the obstacles in it are in your life it's hard to look at everything with that with like infinite perspective where, um, you know, say for instance, like you're taking your driving test. So if you yeah. fail taking your driving test, you're not thinking about all the opportunities you have to take your driving test. You're thinking that that's like the chance you have to take your driving test. Right. Or if there's a breakup, like there's, just, there's so many things that you, you, you can't, it's very difficult to put it in perspective with, with all the other opportunities you're going to get. So, um, I think that's that's like the biggest challenge around failure for me. And like ultimately when the company failed, I for the longest time looked at that as like the end rather than like one thing not working and then working right. towards a bunch of other stuff, right? right. Um, yeah, in the moment, difficult to gain that. I, and I think that, that that's like if you're living wholeheartedly then like you are able to roll with those kind of failures, disruptions, whatever life throws at you much, much more elegantly, you know, like you're able to see the lesson kind of as it's unfolding, even though it's negative, um, just being in touch with, in touch with yourself and like knowing that if you're feeling an emotion that you can kind of, you know where it's come from and you know how you've reacted in the past and, and uh, you can grow from it rather than let it lead you down the garden path to self-destruction or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just like, yeah. Cutting down on the time it takes. It's almost like a relapse. It's like the quicker you can get back on the saddle, the less harmful your relapse is. Right. That's interesting. Do you think a lot of it has to do with like the other, like other aspects, like all the, all the aspects, all the, all the things that are in your life um, and how much security you have in those. Um, thinking from like, I think Matt is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? It's like things seem less catastrophic when you have, you know, like money in the bank account, you have a roof over your head, you have food on the table, all those things. I think like yeah. when you're low, often you can like catastrophize because like so many things can be tumbling. Um, mm -hmm. But when you have security in other areas, you're able to sort of find called the the learning in a failure or the silver lining, whatever that might be, have a more positive outlook at whatever's happening in your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like Russell Brand, I just finished his, I read his 12 book, uh, his book recovery. And he was saying like, the starting point, your starting point, if you're trying to like get better or whatever, like your starting point can't be where you're fighting for your next meal. Like you need to figure that out first. Like you can't be worrying about steps or spirituality or, you know, cause that's not going to put food in your belly. Uh, or shelter like and there's a lot of people who are living in those scenarios and you know it doesn't do it doesn't do them any practical good to go up and say like hey man you're powerless over your addiction you know yeah. surrender surrender to god and they're like what the fuck yeah. i'm gonna die tomorrow yeah fuck you i don't have a house or food yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like you have to kind of figure that stuff out somehow. I don't know. I just yeah. downloaded, I just downloaded Jordan Peterson's uh, 12 rules for life or whatever. I, I started listening to that a while ago on audio, the audio, the audio book. That's what I just got. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I'm interested to hear what he has to say. So far, it's just been about crustaceans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm sure he's going to bring it around to some <laughs> great point. But yeah. Just how shitty it is to be at the low end of like the social ranking. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Do you, do you think that there's a tie between, um, addicts and like the stigma that addicts have and like a social hierarchy? Think that's an issue? Well, I don't mean, is is that a thing? Addiction doesn't discriminate. Like you hear about what happened with like the, the, the head of ESPN, like the head of ESPN. Um, it was coming for, they were about to like perhaps sign a deal with the UFC's term with Fox was coming to an end. And he was adamant okay. that they not re-sign or that they not pick up where Fox left off. ESPN didn't want anything to do. This guy in particular, the head of ESPN didn't want anything to do with the UFC, but his Coke dealer was a huge fan of the UFC. <laughs> So the Coke dealer literally was like, I'm going to expose you. Uh, you know, I have like all of our dealings on tape. And anyway, so he resigned from ESPN. And then I, I, I don't know if they picked up UFC or not, but Dana White tells the story about how like this guy who they didn't get along got, you know, everyone's got a skeleton. And that's somebody at the top yeah. of their game, you know, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what it, what I meant with the question is, um, it's kind of kind of the opposite. Like, do you think that society views addicts as like the bottom of the barrel? Um, and once you admit that you are an addict, um, you you sort of subconsciously or consciously like lower your self esteem because of the way society views them, people. Uh, no, I think people put lawyers below addicts. <laughs> yeah. I think lawyers, addicts, and then like criminals, just criminals. Right. But no, but, but, but seriously, that question. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think... Okay. Once, once you're an addict, like, and if you've lived as an addict, like, it doesn't get any lower. Like, you're at the low. So once you, okay, once you admit you're an addict, you're actually like taking a step up. You're not taking a step down. You're okay. That, that's so important to, to the next steps of getting better. Like, if you like, like, there's a guy that we know who's an alcoholic, and he continues to deny it. Used to sail with my dad and uh, lost everything, but still doesn't think he has a problem. So, like, what's right. what's lower than that? Nothing, in my opinion. Like, that's that's as low in the social hierarchy as you can get. Is like everyone around you knows except you. Yeah. Once you admit it, at least you're able to confront it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I I I uh you've been doing a great job, man. You've asked really good questions. I came into this kind of unprepared, but you're you've been steering it um very well. It's what I do with our relationship. Well, I used to steer, but hit the odd yeah. where the, where did where did that get us? Yeah. Yeah. No, that wasn't a failure. That was a big success. Um no, I no, I I think uh I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Um I I think there's a lot of people listening. I'm assuming this um based on a little bit of feedback, but um I think there's a lot of people that are gonna be interested in your um commitment to sobriety through this through this podcast. Um, and I think it's worth spending time on that. And as long as you're okay with me asking these questions and yeah, us, us publicizing it, then, 
I think that, you know, I think that that's important. Um, just from my own perspective, um, well, not my own perspective, but my own uh, mental health journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for the most part, have been like pretty panic attack free um, yeah. over the last few weeks or a few months, I guess. Um, probably had, I don't know, half a dozen. Um, Seriously? So not, not big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but that's a that's a good couple of weeks for you. Yeah, I mean that's over the last four months probably. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, and uh, for me, a lot of the time there's there's predictability with it. It has a lot to do with when I'm tired, um, or haven't eaten properly, and you know there's a lot of a lot of things that that I can do better. Yeah, um, addicts use the term halt, and it probably applies to you too. What like that? It, Isn't that it's an hung- acronym. Yeah, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah, hungry and tired. Those are the two things for me. Um, maybe lonely. Um, angry. Maybe angry. Maybe angry. I don't know. That's an interesting thing. I'll, I will take note of. I wonder if my anger has anything to do with my anxiety and and, and specifically panic attack. Um, and it's not designed like it's that that acronym is for addicts. Like that's that's mm-hmm. when you're that is when your um like Most mental use. Yeah, your mental faculties are at their lowest capacity. Right. And, right. And like um still, I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if there's uh yeah. if there's any correlation because from from what I understand like my my panic attacks can be triggered like the it's it's almost like a fight or flight reflex. Yeah. And um and that's usually when you're you've lost the ability to control yourself through conscious uh through conscious actions. Um I don't know if there's truth to that. It's just my own uh my own yeah. un uh, unravelings of it. Um but yeah, so for the most part, I've been pretty good. I like finally we had this schedule for today, and this morning was anxious as hell, and I don't I don't know why. I was like everything I was like reading into, and just like I just couldn't I couldn't settle down. Um, for this? And no, it was it had nothing. I mean, maybe it was, but I, as far I don't think I had anything to do with this. I had you know it was someone going to look at the boat to determine um what's wrong with something and it's just like i've got all these timelines and deadlines that i'm that i'm dealing with i'm trying to balance um with that and uh i just got like stressed and anxious and then and then i was like reading into you know fuck the federal government strike shit there's everything i was just like every and for some reason I was feeling like everyone around me was like on edge. Right. Um, so even yeah, I was at the gym and I was, I looked over and someone was on their phone and they looked like they had just read something that had like made them panic. And I was like, is that person panicking? <laughs> and, and I was like, Jesus, like get the fuck out of your head Topher. Like, yeah. come on. Anyway. And then I, then I went and had a workout and felt a lot better. Um, but yeah, just it was it was it was a weird morning like that. It was right up until I started working out, and then I then I was fine. So, yeah, I'm I'm anxious to start uh, working out. I've reached like my psychologist um, was very kindly offered to like pay for a month's membership at uh, the gym down the street. Okay. Do you know the one where Jeff used to live? No. Right across from the Brown Irving. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like cool. I, that's an awesome facility. Now, I was yeah. gonna go in. I was gonna go in and just be like, "Hey guys, uh, I'm I'm pretty broken and have no money, but uh, someday I'm not, and I'll pay you back. But can I come in and just because I could, I could like jog there, um, like right now, and jog home." 
and hope and feel better. But that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. But I think my psychologist is going to help me out. So big shout out to my boy, Jeff. (laughs) That's really cool. Um, Well, we have some homework to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I will. I'm going to reach out to to him right now, actually. And, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. You know how much I love you. Likewise, and, uh, I love you. Um, another thing that we can do that we can both do. Um, I don't know if you're up for this is, uh, I did this with a couple guys. Um, Bukaki? I, I was, I <laughs> need more than a couple. Um, uh, my brother-in-law put me into this group years ago where we like challenge, we did like fitness challenges and, um, what, like some of the fitness challenges we did was, you know, run a hundred kilometers each month. Yeah. Um, you told me about did, it on, on that app, right? Just on WhatsApp, just a WhatsApp group. Um, and we're doing a cycling trip in May. Um, three of us, um, it's kind of a memorial ride. And, uh, but one of the things that we also did through that same thing was challenge each other to do a um, hundred push-ups a day yeah. for as many days as you can. And, uh, and you can work up to it and we can change that number, but it'd be something fun that you and I can do just to hold each other accountable for. And once you start, like it's, it's very easy to, to bang them out and get them done. And uh and you feel awesome because if, even if you haven't like ran or done something like that, you still have done something. Um, yeah. I just had two thoughts. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool. Like, and just like, doc, it'd be easy to document that and then just like compile it later or, or at least like touch base and like have some clips or whatever of, um, of doing it. And the other thing I wanted to just say was, I think how, I think it'd be super cool to have Leo um, from, are you watching? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like he seems like he deals with a lot of stress and a lot of different stuff, but he always seems yeah. pretty cool. Collected. I, I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. From Samson Boatworks. Yeah. If anyone knows Leo down in. They're in. Um, Working at whatever uh, PWC or PN, PNW Port Pacific Northwest, uh, um, Townsend Port Townsend, Townsend Port Townsend. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone knows how to reach him, I, we'd love to chat with him as sailors. And, um, I bought a wooden yeah. boat because of him. Yeah. And I, my family had a wooden boat for, for as long as I can remember. And also we're just avid sailors and massive fans of his work. I like how we're now turning this into an advertisement to get uh, him on board. But <laughs> we have to edit this part out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I think uh, he'd be a great person to talk to just on the podcast. Um, yeah. So let's you and I offline. That's a real uh, nerdy thing to say. We'll, uh, I'll circle back with you and, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but you and I will come up with a, uh, a little like exercise plan and, uh, and challenge and challenge is not, it's not a competition. It's a motivated. Yeah, no, I get thing. it. I get it. And, and, and if I'm totally honest, like, um, I'm really hoping to get my meds tuned a little differently because mm-hmm. like, as I told you, it's causing issues mm-hmm. and, and just exhausted all the time. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to pursue this. I just like, when I have the kids, it's, it's like just me and two little kids and it's, it's chaos. Um, so it's like I either have to get up at like five o'clock in the morning or do it at like nine o'clock at night when I'm just like, I've got nothing left in the tank. But so what it takes is nine o'clock at night, bang out some push ups. 
Yeah, that's and then the I'm wide push-up thing. Well, yeah, so then do it when you when you wake up. But the thing is, it takes very little time. And then if you don't accomplish any other exercise during the day, doesn't matter. Yeah, because you've done something, and it, it will give you energy. It'll energize you. Plus, yeah. it will deal with those tiny little beans of arms you have. You know what? These guys. Rah! Oh my god. Ah. Jeez. Those are. Those are something. All right, brother. I love talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I wonder this. How under this? How this will shake out once it's edited. But either way, it was good. Either yeah. way, it was good to catch up with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and let's chat, you, chat again yeah. soon. We should put the what? we should what? we should we should put the uncensored one on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> the one where we name the one where we name people. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it gets pretty explicit. Yeah. Um, no, that's for our only, only fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. I'm going to try and do some pushups. Sounds good, brother. I'm going to, uh, well, my kids are home, so I can't meditate, but I'm going to start meditating tomorrow and, yeah. uh, and call me on it. I, I, I yeah. literally, even if it's 10 minutes, like if you download that app, you can pick 10 minutes. Yeah. Text me the, can you text me the name of the app, please? Yeah. All right, brother. Ciao. All right, dude. All right, man. Love. Ciao, too. Yeah. See you.